Welcome back, Dreadfuls. You're listening to another episode of Left 4 Dread, the horror podcast for everyone from newbies to fanatics. We are not a spoiler-free podcast, so make sure you've seen the movie or movies we're talking about before you listen. I'm one of your hosts, Rye. And I am your other host, Chris. And Rye, I will <laughs> not live a life that I don't deserve. I, is that the right? Is that the line? Something. <laughs> I think that's the line. I, I, I believe you're correct. Uh, sorry, sorry, Ty West. Sorry, Mia Goth. I'm very tired right now. In case that wasn't enough, today we're talking about X. It came out earlier this year, so we're kind of slow, but not really, because we just came back. So, yeah, we're talking about X from 2022 by none other than Ty West, and I'm stoked to talk to Chris about this, because (laughs) I don't think Chris liked this as much as I did. I don't know. Okay, so I'm full of hot, I was full of hot takes and opinions. And I might scale it back, and I might I might I might temper my review. I don't know yet. I mean, I I only watched it once, but my feelings on the on the feel my feelings on the movie were kind of lukewarm, which is surprising, I guess in this context because Rye really loved it, and this movie got a lot of critical acclaim and positive reviews and i might be in the minority so we'll see i okay so here's the thing uh this movie was the pulpy slasher of my dreams i loved it so much it was that great balance of horror and comedy whether the comedy was intentional or not like there were moments where i was laughing and not like laughing at the movie. I'm laughing at the characters because I think it does. So we're jumping ahead a little, but this movie gets tied back to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And even Ty West said that he took a lot from it, um, including like the, the vibes you get from the house, the people that live in the house, the, the, the friends, a.k.a. the protagonists and things like that. Except I think that the dynamic between them was much better than the dynamic between the people in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is why I found myself laughing and like let myself laugh because I felt like I was watching a genuine group of people that had spent time together. There's something about watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and watching that whole dynamic that there are some aspects of it that I don't find believable. (laughs) I really enjoyed this. I'm glad you did. Uh, this is like the pulpy slasher of my dreams. And I got to be honest with you. The first time I saw a Ty West movie, I I did not like it. It took a second watch. Like the very first Ty West movie that I watched. It took a second watch for me to be like, oh, I get it. Okay, I'm actually digging this. I really like this. And I got even more excited when I found out that this is going to be part of like a mini franchise that A24 green lit with him. Yeah, there's there's going to be three films uh, confirmed. There's a prequel that's already been done that they just have to finish scoring and release. And then I think there's going to be a sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
so for the prequel, which is titled P- uh, Pearl, there was a two-week... Yeah, there was a two-week uh, mandatory COVID thing that Ty West, I think, had to do. So during that two weeks' time, he wrote the the screenplay for Pearl. And when they actually filmed it, they had all the actors. They had um, all of the production and sets already set up in New Zealand. So Ty West asked me, I was like, hey... I want to film uh, Pearl. Are you are you down for it? It's just yeah. So they, um, so they filmed a, a brand new movie right after. Like they filmed this movie back to back. Well, not only that, Mia Goth co-wrote Pearl with Ty West. Oh, there, so this there is you both go. of their. This is like a joint thing for them, and I love that they. I definitely think that we're gonna see some cameos from the previous film in this and i love that i like that supposedly each movie of this new franchise is going to have its own uh style and its own horror genre like vibe and its own homage yeah um they're they're explaining how well before we get well we'll finish this point but we should backtrack because i don't just in case people haven't watched the film yet we're not here to talk about pearl because it hasn't come out yet The reason why this came up was because there is, if you saw it in theaters, which we did not, um, or if you saw it at select screenings at, I think it was South by Southwest, because some screenings had it and some didn't, uh, at the end of the movie, Ty West showed the trailer for Pearl, and I, I watched one video that, that Chris sent me of this guy that was reviewing, that, that did like a full trailer breakdown, which was amazing, yeah, he literally brought a he really he brought a camera into the theater to, and he recorded like screen caps. Well, he he has the screenshots, but the guy so the guy that actually brought his like phone or camera or whatever into the screening and shot the actual trailer, I can't find his channel anywhere. I tried. It was probably taken down for copyright. Yeah, D- DCMA. So maybe if you buy, I don't know if it's going to be part of like iTunes extras or anything like that, but maybe if you buy it, it will, the trailer will be a part of that. I can safely say that I'm probably going to purchase this movie. I don't think Chris is. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, but yeah, I, we don't even know. Don't quote us. The trailer might only be a movie theater kind of thing. Cause like, that's all, that's literally like the only sources we can find. Anyway. So with Pearl, like, like, like we're getting back to the mini franchise thing. Um, Ty West was saying each film is like, it's going to be interrelated, but it's going to have, it's, it's kind of, kind of has like this fear street anthology type of film where each film, um, or even like American horror story where, it's going to have its own flavor and its own genre and its own influences. So he w- he was describing Pearl as like a very melodramatic uh, su- pseudo-psychological thriller version of Mary Poppins. Like this sort of heightened, rela- heightened reality kind of take. Yeah, like a demented Disney version. Yeah, it's like Disney from hell. You, you get... You, and you can definitely see that from the trailer where the color palette is like very stark, very vivid. 
Yeah, and like highly saturated and stuff like that. I think it'll be great. I, th I mean, when you watch X, you know that there's definitely something off about this woman. But I got to be honest with you. Jordan Peele kind of like ruined me because while I, I think I texted you this while I was watching it, I was like, why am I getting get out vibes from this? Like, why? Why do I think this woman is going to like possess this older like this other girl's body? Because clearly these are not the first young people to like stay on this farm. I don't like the vibe. Of, and it <laughs> didn't happen, but I still kind of got that vibe from it. Um, and I was like, I was half right. She doesn't possess her, but they were not the first set of like young people to stay on that to stay on that property yeah I, yeah and like going back go, going off that point like it's it's emotive or i guess it's it's immolating you know a, a, a very classic 70 70s horror like in terms of the vibe the music the setting um clearly texas texas chainsaw massacre major influence on it but also you know, you putting or you mentioning Get Out or Jordan Peele, and this being an A twenty four film, um, it takes what you like or what you know about the horror genre, and just treats it with a little bit more uh, weight. They 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 obviously throw a bunch of money at it because this is an A twenty four film had. had Definitely looks and feels and sounds like a high, uh, as if it has a higher budget, and it has like this um, classic yet still injected with modern aesthetics and sensibility. So it is a horror film, but sometimes it it feels more than that. Um, and uh, Ty yeah. West has anyway, right? Wait, right, right, right. We gotta tell. We gotta we gotta step back. We gotta talk about the synopsis. We were like 20 minutes into the movie. We haven't told them about Oh, that's true. Okay, let's back... Okay, for a hot second, let's backtrack. Okay, synopsis. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast them find themselves fighting for their lives. Mm -hmm. ba 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 <laughs> Which is like a semi-misleading. They don't catch them doing anything. They're not dumb. They know what... a a whole group of them is doing there. They, they walked across a field with like camera equipment. Like they're not stupid. Also, they're in the middle of a field. Sound travels. Yeah. And like, you know, the, they, it, like, it's like the farmer, the, the, the family's like, oh, you bohemians, we know what you're, what you're doing. And that's why we, we got to kill you for it. Uh, here's the, here's the thing. I remember like at the very beginning of this movie, I was like, are they out here to shoot a fucking porno? Like, I don't know why it hadn't clicked in my brain yet, but then when I saw the the marker that said the farmer's daughter, I was like, they out here shooting fucking porn in the middle of fuck all Texas. When they were at the gas station and you saw the preacher on TV, I was like, this is not going to go well at all. I can't wait. I'm excited. It's a shit show. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Yeah. Say Everyone's going to die. Everyone's gonna die. Say goodbye. Do not get attached to any. Uh, do not get attached to any of these people. I was like, "This bring on the gore. It's gonna be great." Yeah, and that way it's like it's like a classic seventy, definitely classic seventies slasher vibe. It's just like, oh, it, it, like the plot. The plot is very very simple, and like it's not so much the plot you're looking for is like the the execution 
uh, the suspense, and obviously the kills. Tits and, tits and kills, or, you know, like... Or, you know. <laughs> tits and kills. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, I mean, like, 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 you know, like, sex, sex and, sex and killing, you know, sex and murder, whatever. Uh, uh, that's what we're going for. Two things um, that sell, sex and murder, okay. Yeah, um, I, and like, so I, I, I mean, I, going into it, like, I think, I don't think you... Where, where was your, okay, real talk for a second. Where was your, because we heard nothing but stellar things about this movie, and I was really excited to see it. Where were your expectation levels going into this? Not just from having heard the reviews, but knowing that this was a Thai, because you're a huge Thai West fan. Uh, I like some of his stuff. You, I remember I watched House of the Devil and Innkeepers because of you. You were the one that was like, you have to watch it. It's so good. I mean, like, I like some of his stuff. Um, but I, I, to me, like, I, 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 I saw this, I, I, I saw the trailer and I saw the poster and me and Goth looks awesome on the poster. Um, and, uh, I think like the, the trailer, like, it didn't reveal too much. Um, I don't. I, I never saw the trailer. I mean, I think that's. I think that's the ideal way to go into this film. Like just zero context. I fully went in. I've seen. I've seen the poster, but I fully went in blind. I had no idea what I was. Yeah, watching. I think that's. The, I think that's the perfect way to get go into this movie. But I was. My interest was Pete. I you know, and it had like a limited release in the theater. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch in the theaters. But that's okay. Um, and uh, I, I was I was morbidly curious, and so when I watched the film, like I guess it's been some some amount of time where like the the trailer and like the marketing like disconnected from my brain because this movie came out in March. It's now May that we're recording this, um, and I guess I didn't know what to expect anymore. So when I watched the film. Like, maybe it's just, like, the mindset I was in. Maybe I was just, like, very cranky and tired. Um, but I just did not have a good time watching, like, the first 30 to 40 minutes. Like, I, I get, I get like, this is, this is, like, a slasher film. And even though it's an A24, uh, like, sort of avant-garde art, pseudo-art housey version of a slasher film, like, it, it just... I did. I didn't feel attachment to the the characters, and maybe that's just because like they're all gonna die anyway. So like, like I didn't really feel like they were really well developed. I didn't really feel like I didn't like like their chemistry is like I don't really care about these characters that much. I don't really find any of them interesting, and then like. The, uh, this movie's I felt like it was pretty short. It's like a ninety-minute film. Yeah, it's like an hour. It's like an hour forty. It's really not that long. Yeah, yeah. It's like a. It's like a like for a horror movie. It's it's like average length. Uh, but like for like the first like thirty to forty minutes, like I I get it's like it's like a slow burn. But I felt I was so bored out of my mind. It's like really. Yeah, I was just like. Okay, so you're just filming a porno, and it's like they're just. It, it felt to me like a bad Kevin Smith movie wrapped in a uh, 
in a um in a horror movie. And what I mean that like there's like it's taking its sweet time, and I you know they're trying to develop or trying to per like create distinct personalities and distinct flavors of these characters, who they are, what they're about, their relations to each other. And you see that envelop in like these character portraits where they're just just talking in the back of a van or they're they're talking in in this sort of meta narrative. Actually, yeah, you know, like the the Kevin Smith and it's a facto, like like sort of like a Tarantino type of, um, uh, I guess execution or type of scene you know there's they're they're in the cabin and they're talking about film and they're talking about like sex uh and like and how film and sex like come together which seems like a very type of conversation like the other two directors would have um and but i was just like okay like we get it like are i i'm i'm not sure what you're trying to do where's I felt that the pacing was off. It, like I felt like there was not. They're just trying to do character drama, character building for the first forty minutes, and I didn't. It was like so. Yeah, you introduce some creepy old people, but I don't get why you're so freaked out like about them. I didn't feel like any tension. I didn't feel like the there was like some lurking background evil, um, and I felt like it was a very abrupt like middle of the movie kind of she like face shift where shit's like oh oh shit everything's bad now and i i didn't feel there was like a, a trans like i felt it went from a to c instead of a b c and i don't know i may maybe i have to watch it again do you think that it helps or hurts that the way you felt about these characters and the way that you felt about how like the trajectory of the movie do you think it helps or hurts that there's going to be a prequel and a sequel specifically in this universe of this movie i i don't know i mean i don't know if it makes you like care any more or any less i don't when i found out about the the pearl uh, prequel or, or teaser trailer i was like eh I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, I I think I think Pearl as a character, she's a whack job. She's a whack job, and like, so I, I think the other like a, another viewer, maybe you, maybe someone else, maybe you love Pearl. Maybe you want to learn more about why the way she is. Maybe you want to know why she feels she relates to the main character of someone who was denied uh, a, a life that she thought she should deserve, but it went co- incredibly differently, or, or exploring mental illness, um, or exploring like the root causes of why she's so homicidal, or why she hates the youth, or, or, or why she became so envious of like, uh, why can't I have the pleasure or the sex like these kids do? Or because because my poor Howard is is ninety years old. Cause they're old as fuck. That was Britney Snow's whole point. She's like, we're doing this now because when we're too old, we're not going to be able to do it. And that was part of the thing that I was just sort of like, Ty West has a thing for this like older generation, uh, not aesthetic, but like this thing or callbacks. Um, yeah, like. Like, of, like, a life, like, 
lost and like yearned for like do they let young people like come to the ranch so that she can get her rocks off hopefully because Howard can't do it anymore that's twisted in its own right because that was sort of like the vibe that I got that like they had been inviting these kids like letting these kids stay in that old space so she could get her rocks off because Howard can't do it anymore which we found out Howard can do it anymore that's not what killed him at the yeah. end <laughs> but right but there's this there's this thing that ty west does and you saw it in his one of his other movies the house of the devil from 2009 where there's this thing that he has with like older people and like clumps of hair oh yeah like 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 the he, he has like this like the like the brushing of like hair and like the zooming in of it like falling and like being all like in piles on the floor. Like I don't understand. Geriatric that, body I, horror. Like, that's his. That's his king. Right. <laughs> that is. Is that real? I think that's his thing, though. I I don't know, and I I, I think that that is. It's it's weird. It's definitely weird and unique. Ger- I love how you said geriatric. Body yeah, horror. I mean, so I, 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 I we, we could revisit House of the Devil another time, but I mean, I feel like that sort of weird, unsettling sh- kind of focus or shot just plays into this larger theme that he's going for, where it's like, although one of the major things is like, like the fear, the fear that especially American society has on getting old or feeling old, you know, that's like, uh, you know, and like the, the looming, the looming specter of mortality. that's always around the, around you. And the fact that you can't do what you used to do, you can't be who you, you wish to be or, um, or could be. And that you're, that not everyone will, you know, make, this is going to be so depressing um, that not everyone will inevitably be able to make as big of a mark on the world as they would like. Not everyone gets to be famous. Not everyone gets to have their name in lights and gets to be that breakout star that they think they're going to be. And that is yeah. really hard for a lot of people, especially people who I guess kind of like Pearl who come from that small background you know the life is very sheltered you know yeah come from that like small sheltered life it's really hard because you think that's the only way i'm going to get out of here is if i become a star and she never left the farm yeah but she had big dreams of being like a ballerina or being a dancer and you take a look at maxine who is sort of like this object of her like not affection, but uh, her desire for youth again. And Maxine, as we find out in this film, which I thought was a great little twist, she ran from being a preacher's daughter, from living in that small-minded, sheltered life. Like a very, very fire and brimstone Old Testament. Like, oh, you know, the, the, the stone the harlots and beware Sodom and Gomorrah. Blah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, he literally put, and I thought it was really clever because, like, I knew that they were all doomed to die filming a porno in that area of Texas when you saw that whole scene at the gas station. I was like, this is not going to go over well. But what made it better was while that TV, while the TV was on the entire time they were there to this pro, to this like preaching program, 
very like old school. Um, not like Joel Olstein and any of that flashy shit. I'm talking like, like Tammy Faye Baker, like back in the day. Um, except Tammy Faye Baker was what I think all Christians should be. So not her, but Jim, Jim Baker. We'll go with him. He's the dickhead. Um, but very like that. And I thought that was such a great twist when he says, my daughter has run off with all the, the harlots and the sin and whatever. And it's a picture of Maxine. Or even, even before, yeah, even before that there, they recited the same line at the same time. We're like, I deserve the, yep. the life. Yep. I, or, oh, yeah. I will not, I will not accept a life I do not deserve. And she basically took, she twisted that. She took that life, that life that she didn't want, that small-minded life, those narrow-minded people, and that small upbringing that she hated so much. And she's like, I'm going to take this that you, that you preached a different way, and I'm going to do with it what I want to do. I'm going to make my life the way I know it should be. And that whole, that's what that whole, I love that whole sequence when they're all done, they're all done shooting for the day. And she's talking to Jenny Ortega. Oddly enough, they both have crosses around their necks like throughout the movie, but she takes hers off before she, oh no, Jenny Ortega takes yeah. hers off before she does the scene. But I, I loved that exchange between the two of them because she's like, take it from someone who escaped that kind of life. You don't need that mentality. You don't need that. It's, it's toxic. It's not, you know, and yeah, I just, all of it. I thought that that was so, it was such a brilliant way to end the movie. And obviously everyone's going to know who she is now because they found the tape. Yeah. Um, and then I believe in the Ty West was saying the third film canonically takes place after the events of X. So we'll, we'll so maybe it'll be about Mia Goss character or maybe it'll be, or maybe it's she'll be like a launching off point, or some peripheral, or something like that. But we that remains to be seen. Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed this. I would like to watch it again. I'm like I said, I'm probably gonna buy it. So Ty West said in one of the South by Southwest studio interviews that this movie was heavily influenced by the works of Mario Bava, who we haven't touched on Bava yet, but it's coming down the pipeline, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've gotten both, I got both those vibes from this movie, and I just happen to be a fan of, of Mario Bava, but also OG Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I was, I was really a fan of this. I really was. It, it was, it was everything I needed. I need it. Uh, jumping off of, of uh, jumping off of the influences of the film, another film that had a pretty big influence on this one, and I think it's gonna. Uh, they were also mentioning. Uh, no, I not Ty West. The person who was doing the trailer breakdown for Pearl was also mentioning how both films had clear influences from a movie i never really heard heard of before it's called whatever happened to baby jane oh it's a 1962 yeah. film uh I, and i've seen that yeah and, it, and it's indicative of a genre of horror that i also haven't heard of until today it's called the psycho biddy film genre where it's like quotes combined elements of the, of the horror thriller and women's film genre 
Um, and, and then when you when you when you look at whatever happened to Baby Jane, it it also involves uh, a character like an old had like character who was once beautiful and who was who was a fucking who wanted to be a fucking star, and like it it is demented. Joan Crawford does an incredible job in that movie. She's fucking demented and twisted as all hell. And it sort of does the same jump where you see baby Jane and her sister at one point in their lives and then it jumps ahead. This sort of does that as the as like a mini like time capsule where you watch Pearl sort of like I guess feel connected to the youth and like all of that vibrancy and that life and all of that vigor that they sort of like have and strut with and you know all of all of the things that she wants that she wishes she still had so yeah i you watch whatever happened to baby jane it is it is a sick wild ride it def i definitely get the connect with that it was so good or, or we should review it on a future episode. I'm down to do whatever happened to Baby Jane. It is a, it's good. It's I haven't watched it in a while, but it's good. Um, so I, I think we talked a lot about how much I didn't like the film or didn't enjoy it as much. But I will say, you know, the the movies does have its merits. I think it is beautifully shot. Uh, I think it's all. I agree with Ryan. It's like. It's I don't know if it's unintentionally or it's meant to be funny, but there's a lot of funny moments, and I think the the kills, the practical effects, are great. So yeah, so I, I want to put this out to Ryan. Like, what what did you enjoy? Like, did like were there any particular shots? Was there a particular funny moment? Favorite kill? So I have a I have a thing. Yeah. So there's this thing, and you'll notice it with Italian horror when we start getting into that. They all have this one shot in at least one of these movies that does the eye thing, that does the eyeball. They stick something right in the eyeball. And for whatever reason, as much as I can watch and stand, that those eyeball shots, man, I whoo, they make my skin crawl. And I was watching it happen and I was like, you're gonna do the eye thing, please don't do the eye thing, please. And then they did it. And then they went a step further with it, which I love. Definitely that, but I think my favorite my favorite kill of the movie is, is probably Pearl. Yeah. <laughs> But she gets her head run over by a truck twice. And I love how Mia Goth's character just goes, it'll be our little secret and drives over it again. I was like, yes. I don't... <laughs> it was very good. I, I, I legitimately so laughed when Pearl fired the shotgun and like flew, flew herself out of the porch <laughs> and broke her hip. And, and how like the, the foreshadowing is like, oh no, I'm like, Pearl gets confused sometimes. I'm worried that she'll like, wander off or or how about the fact or how about the fact that he was like that shotgun is never loaded i do it just to wave it around and i was like you liar you killed somebody with that shotgun yes uh there's a lot of foreshadowing and like inside jokes like that in the movie but i just love that but i but i think chris the fact that you allowed yourself to like be in that moment and laugh at it and laugh at the circumstance i feel like you you have to However small, however small the amount, I feel like you have to care like a little bit about what's going on on screen for you to allow I, I, to like I said sit I in that didn't moment. Completely hate this film. <laughs> I said I was kind of disappointed in it. 
That's a big difference. <laughs> saying, I'm just saying. I'm not giving it an F. This makes me. This makes me so scared for when we start diving into like Italian horror because there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit, Chris. I'm like, makes me nervous. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I will say I this my review probably will require like to be actually be fair and objective or quote unquote objective, you know, uh, it probably will require like a second viewing. OK, but uh, I mean, there I'm not going to give this an F like the, the I think the worst movie we, we reviewed on this on this podcast. Blair Witch 2. Blair Witch, Blair Witch 2 is pretty low. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh. No, there was one that was worse because I said that I think, no, we watched one and I think even on the episode I was like, I would watch Blair Witch 2 over and over again and not watch this ever again. But I can't remember what the movie was, which I'm okay with because I don't think I want to remember it. Did I give Uncle Sam a bad review? I don't remember. You loved that schlocky bullshit. Uncle Sam? I love Deathbed. I know that. Oh, good I Lord. I don't remember. I Uncle Sam's been so, like, I don't... Uncle Sam, no, I think Uncle Sam, we both, like, couldn't wait for it to be off, especially okay. because I, we couldn't figure out why he was green and why he had yellow eyes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I still think, don't and understand also, that. And Uncle Sam, I think, I mean, Uncle Sam was a, was a trauma film, wasn't it? Probably. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I have a weird, I, I have a weird relationship with a trauma. So do I. I have, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if we'll get to a trauma movie on this because I, we'd have to pick the right one and I don't know... Maybe Toxic Avenger. Uh, I think it's being remade, so we might it's have being to. Remade. <laughs> we might have to. <laughs> All right, we're, we're getting off topic anyway. We're getting uh, so off, how like us? Um, yeah. I guess like like I don't I don't outright hate this film. Like I there's a lot of there's a lot of I think there's a lot of good points, a lot of good highlights, like the kills, like like the like you like I wish there was more. Maybe, like, I wish there was more, like, build-up into, like, un how unhinged, like, this family is. The moments of Howard and, and the mother, they weren't creepy enough or unsettling enough. They're like, oh, okay, they're like, I just thought, like, okay, these are just, like, you know, like, weird, eccentric old people, but, like, they're old, you know, maybe they have dementia, maybe I didn't think they were very creepy or kooky. And then all of a sudden, just like Pearl just goes nuts. It's like, oh, this is happening. Okay. Zero to one. It, it really, it felt really zero to 100. Uh, uh, but, but like the kill, the first kill with RJ just being like in the net and just like, and like, and, and like just being stabbed over and over again. And where here's his face and his neck is completely mutilated and how. Like the blood was getting onto the headlights, so every like the blood was getting on the screen, and and like the entire movie got this red tint. It's like, oh, this is this is not just ordinary horror. This is like some avant garde, like high cinema horror. It's like I like this. I I, I respected that shot, uh, that set design. I, I thought it was a really really cool visual. That I feel like I haven't seen before, at least in a, or in a very long time, at least from a modern you know more modern recent movie so that that was definitely one of my favorite kills i i definitely got taking the taking of deborah logan vibes from this movie and deborah the taking of deborah logan is a fantastic found footage movie if you've never seen it go watch it i think it should still be on netflix if it's not i'm pretty sure it's on shutter 
that movie did uh, a older woman declining and as a horror movie very, very, very well. And I think because I've already seen it and, uh, and know the movie really well, I knew... I sort of, I, I, that's why I think that I didn't feel like Pearl's violence was so zero to 100 because I felt that slow burn and the taking of Deborah Logan is the same way. It's still a slow burn until things start to escalate. And when they escalate, it's very quick. And I got, that was definitely here in X. And I don't know, I didn't have, again, I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, I sort of, I sort of liked the immediacy of it. But it's interesting that you mentioned specifically RJ, the cameraman's kill, because there's an article that I read from Bloody Disgusting where the hair and makeup designer uh, broke down that kill from the from the movie. And she said that they basically had to like do it in three stages. And the first was the knife. Okay, trigger warning for everyone. We're going into a little bit graphic detail here. Um, the first part was the blade going into his neck, which is as simple as it was just a retractable knife. That was it. There's no prosthesis. There's nothing there. Then they had yelled cut, took him away, put, put like a prosthesis and tubing and all that stuff, put him back in front of the camera, did part two, and then did all the stabbing and the blood and the blood gel and all the meaty bits. And then the third part was, uh having his still semi-twitching body and mostly and decapitated head um, by the time Mia Goth gets to him. And that isn't, that's, that gives me like Tom Savini vibes. Like I thought that was really, really or like Rob Bottom vibes. Like I, I thought that was really awesome. Especially hearing from somebody that wasn't the actor on set, like breaking down all of that stuff. So I thought that was really freaking cool. I also thought his kill was a great way to kick off the the violence of of the movie. It was it was very sudden and it was extremely violent. It was really well done. I think it's like for, you were going for like shock factors, like holy shit, like this all like I mean you could you could tell like like the old lady was up to something. It's like it's the middle of the night. She's standing in the middle of the road. She clearly has her or something. She's like holding something behind her back, but you're just waiting. But like just seeing like the raw brutality of this old lady's like oh cool yeah not to mention she takes she takes her favorite pitchfork and stabs wayne in the eyeball with it too yeah stuck stuck him like a pig he would only be stuck like a pig if he didn't get stuck in the eye <laughs> well that's what she's that i mean that's i'm paraphrasing what she said she's like all right i stuck him like the pig that he is that's true that's true like pearl pearl you got some issues pearl has some major issues which which i think listening to some of the stuff that she says um well like when she's talking to howard or when she's talking to somebody else in the movie like that drives me to watch pearl the prequel only because i want to know how loose she was that drove like like how was she before she got to this point like what I mean, got look, you pretty there? pretty loose it looks like i mean she's running she's chasing around people with axes like and she's i think she said someone's on fire in the trailer so i don't know but or maybe she imagined setting someone on fire and then it was it came to fruition because there's in the trailer breakdown there he was right there's a shot of her like maniacally laughing and then there's another shot of her looking completely shocked that there's something on fire in front of her 
It's a very she, or she, Pearl's a very unre, very unreliable narrator. I will yes. And I I do enjoy movies with unreliable narrators when they're done well. I don't like it when I know right off the bat that they're unreliable unless there's another aspect that I haven't seen yet. Where you're like, "Oh, okay." Like if you're just like, I don't know. They it has to it has to be done a certain way. And I think Given how we saw certain things pay off in X, I have no doubt that Ty West gave the same treatment to Pearl. So I'm looking forward to it. I will probably watch this movie again tomorrow, if not tonight. I I'll probably be give I'll probably give it some time before we watch it. I don't know how I <laughs> some breathing yeah, room. I don't know how I feel it. about watching Pearl just yet. I mean, I guess if it's there and it's free. Or there's like a free screening or someone takes me. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure if I want to put my dollars to it yet. I don't know. But, uh, um, oh, oh, going back to, uh, RJ, I think that was another, oh, besides like, you know, the brutality of the kill. I think that, I think to me, that was probably the best kill in the movie. Um, or at least my personal favorite. Um, but it kind of also, it, it subverts the trope of the final girls um, because the first people who get killed are people who didn't have sex on screen. You have RJ who was like going through a mental breakdown. Because his girlfriend wanted to... He's, yeah, his girlfriend started in a porn and, and, he, and, and, he's, and he's like going through this mental breakdown like oh my girlfriend is not that type of girl and it shouldn't matter but it does matter blah 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 he was straight up part of the reason why rj was in the van in the first place because that sh schmuck and i don't feel bad for him i do feel kind of bad that he died but that fucking schmuck was gonna leave them there in the middle of the night and take the van and the yeah. only reason why he stopped was because he was gonna run over pearl because she was standing there in the middle of the night yeah, he. She just wanted to get her old lady rocks off. That's I, all she, she just wanted, wanted some loving. <laughs> Why don't you look at me like you do with her? <laughs> then uh, Wayne died. Well, I mean, uh, Wayne was obviously in a relationship with with Mindy, but you you didn't see them have sex on screen, and he was like the second to die. All the girls were saved for last. Yeah, the girls were saved for last, and then and Mindy Mindy was the the final girl. Yeah, which I love that we're gonna get. Uh... I love that we're going to get a movie with her. I really do. I do like this. Uh, this isn't the first horror movie that I've seen Brittany Snow in. She played Lo Betty. Lo what was her name? Lorraine? No, Lorraine was the church mouse. Uh, no, Jenna. No, Jenna Ortega. She's she's the girl from Scream 5. The other sister. I'm not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, you're, Brittany, Brittany, Br Snow Brittany Snow is, is Bobby Lynn. Bobby she's Lynn. The blonde. Okay, yes. Yeah. I like the fact that I'm seeing... Britney Snow in more horror movies. Um, I know she's been in a lot of stuff before, but she, this, I, I feel like this like fits really well for her. I don't know why I'm enjoying seeing her in this genre. So I hope she like continues this aspect of her career. I want to see whether they're schlocky or they're like shitty horror remakes. I don't care. I want to see her in some more horror movies. I, I really like that. Like you know, her. I was very surprised about uh, Kid, Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi in his first horror film. I, I I don't I don't even know if he's he's been in other films, right? I think he, I feel like he has. 
Um, but this is this is definitely his first horror film. I gotta say he did pretty well. He pretty pretty well. Um, I I I think I think he was I a like I was saying before like I I like I I felt like I. I I didn't really care for most of the characters. The exception was Jackson, Kid Cudi Jackson. He was, a, he was. I was actually, I was actually sad that he died, um, um, because I, I felt like his death was so undignified too. He's just like a shotgun to the chest, like. But you're a marine. You should have, you should have, you should have seen this coming. But no, but yeah, so. But I thought he did it very well. I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at his IMDb. He's done pictures. Bill and Ted. Face stuff. the music. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. He did, oh, okay, but he was okay. himself. He was himself when he did that. Oh, oh he really? Was in Westworld. Interesting. That's interesting. Need for Speed. Maniac. Oh, he, he's in Maniac. Oh my God, he was in. He was in. Creep show. He was in the new Creep Show TV series. He was in the segment Bad Wolf Down. Oh, interesting. Cool. Now I'm gonna go back and watch that too. Jackson. Jackson was a cool character. He's a cool cat. I'm sad he I'm sad he's dead. I so it's not he's not listed on here as making an appearance for um Pearl. Unless he's not listed, maybe it'll just be, I don't I, I don't know if maybe he'll just go unlisted if he does make an appearance in Pearl. But I know that Pearl is in post-production right now, and it's not on his IMDb page, so maybe he's not in that one. Uh, no, I think I think the the trail or the the the, the YouTube. I cannot talk. The YouTube trailer. I think they were speculating that. Um, oh, I just said her name. The person who's, who played um, Bobby Lynn, um, Ali, Brittany Snow. I think she. I think they were speculating that she's going to be in the movie. But I think it's still early to tell. I mean, I, but it does seem like it does seem like the the cast and the rest of the production team was on site, so they could they could pull an American Horror Story and just like, hey, we're gonna pull the same actors, but they're playing pe- people, they're different people. Don't worry about it. I thought he did a great job. I th- all in all, all in all, I again, I know I've said this a million times already, but all in all, I will definitely watch this again. Uh. For me, it'd be TBA. <laughs> I know. It also does make me want to go back and rewatch some of the other Ty West movies that I've seen, namely The Innkeepers, House of the Devil, and The Sacrament. We should review them. We should review them. Put it on the list, Rye. Done. Done. There, it's going on our ever growing list. We're going to have a Ty West marathon. Um, the, I really liked what he did with The Sacrament. I knew what it was about going in. Uh, I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed it. But I also remember the first time I saw the the innkeepers because I think the innkeepers was the very first Ty West movie that I watched. Um, I remember not liking it the first time I saw it, and I watched it again, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it now. All right, great." Because I think I had rewatched it after I saw House of the Devil, and it like gave me a new appreciation for watching the innkeepers. So, it just like makes me want to revisit all of this. Like, I'm excited for this next little franchise with with ty west i think it'll be great i think i think i'll, I'll come around to it i just you're not, not there i just yet. need some time. space you're not i'm there not yet. there yet um but yeah uh do you have any final thoughts about the film i i think i think people should go rent it watch it however you're gonna consume it i would do it i would give it a shot um if you don't like the the kills are gory. There are, I mean, it's it. Everyone dies. Literally everyone. In the, there are no except for Maxine. Everyone dies. There are no survivors. 
um, including a cow. I don't know how you guys feel about You don't watch the cow die, but you do see. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about the cow. <laughs> that's, and that's yeah. how they start this movie. Yeah. Like, forgetting about the porn for, like, a, the porn aspect of this for a second. The first dead body you see is a dead cow. Yep. So I, I would just, if you're truck. not, and they they did a nice callback. He does, he does this thing where he sets up all of these really nice callbacks, which I think also really helped when you watch this movie. But at the beginning, when they roll through the cow crime scene, you watch the tire go through the meaty bits and the blood and it drives away and whatever. He does that exact same shot after Maxine rolls over Pearl's head and they use the same shot again of like the meaty bits on the tire going through everything, which I thought was just a nice little tie back to the beginning of the movie. There's so many little others tie backs. And I love that he sprinkles that in and doesn't like, he doesn't throw it in your face. So like, it's not blatant, but it's like if you're looking for it, it's there. Like uh, like Wayne talking to RJ saying, or we're, we're they're talking about how they're not just making a porn film; they're making like a like this is gonna be cinema. It's gonna be art. It's gonna be like the art house movement of porn. Which yeah, which is like a very very like tongue in cheek meta commentary about like how this is produced by A twenty four. This is like a slasher movie, but it's more than a slasher movie. But also at the same time. But not only that, but not only that, he was talking about home video porn, That's right. That's which right. Which I don't know if any, I don't, I mean, I think a lot of people probably sat down and watched Pam and Tommy on Hulu. I don't know if anybody remembers the Pamela Anderson sex tape from back in the day, but that's kind of the, that's the home, like, that's home movie porn that was never meant for distribution, but that got distributed. And once it's out there, it's, it's gone. So I think that, that also had a certain call and like tied to Definitely. that, which I thought was really, really well done. It, I agree. Yeah. And then uh, my original point, Wayne was telling RJ during this conversation, people's eyes are going to pop out, out of the skulls. And then later Wayne's eyeballs get popped out. Literally. There was a scene uh, where Bobby Lynn was exiting the strip club uh, at the beginning of the film, or it was either the strip club, or it was either, or is that, or the, um, the gas station shop they're at. There's like, there's a mural depicting a blonde woman with an alligator pulling off her bikini top, and then later uh, she gets eaten by an alligator. That was the burlesque like strip joint yeah, the that they that That's they right. worked at. Oh wow, I missed that. Okay, well there you go. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else. I mean, we already got the preacher, the giving the sermon on the on the TV and stuff. That's right, Jackson. When he's talking to Howard, he was talking about uh, his days as a Marine in, in Vietnam, where he got constantly shot at by by like rice farmers, and then he gets killed by a little farmer. Um, and uh, you know, a little bit of that dra- situational dramatic irony. So there's there's a lot of like this really cl- clever. Oh my god, there's like these a lot of these. I'm tired. There's a lot of these clever Easter eggs sprinkled throughout, and it's pretty cool. I will say, like, this movie's very shot shot very beautifully. It's trying to create, like, this atmospheric feel. Like, there's a lot of, like, slow panning shots. I think, I think the sets that they chose for the movie, which was filmed in New Zealand, really sold uh, the the space and feel of like this rural 
boon, uh, the boonies in Texas. Um, and there's one shot in particular where I really, really enjoyed. And it's not like, a, it's not too scary, but it's this shot where Mia Goth is swimming in the lake and it just goes to this aerial view and then you just see her swimming and then you see behind her the crocodile just like that shot was so beautifully rendered it's like oh my god like that's it's really cool i i think he has such a great eye for all of this and for setting up shots like that and i just i don't know i can't say i don't think i can say anything bad about this i really enjoyed it yeah so it, it sounds like you're gonna give it five out of five something i'm gonna give it five out of five hatchets because I thought it was a really good, or, or pitchforks rather, Pearl's apparent weapon of choice. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it three out of five crazy old farmers. I knew it! I was holding up the, I knew, yeah. I was holding up three fingers, yeah. I knew you were going to say three. Yeah. I, knew it. I, knew I, it. I, I think like the execution was good for the most part, just like shots um, and like the kills. I felt like I I personally didn't feel like the I the movie didn't really make me feel or care enough about the characters enough like I you know I I didn't really I I guess for certain people you're not supposed to feel sorry for like RJ is like I when RJ was just being a shithead I was like yeah I, I'm glad that he, that he was dead but um I don't know like Jenny Ortega her character like I didn't really find her likable, and I, but at the same time, I, I don't think she was given a lot to work with. Like she was like this, she was literally a dormouse character, uh, like a like a kind of like a wallflower kind of character. Yeah, they nicknamed her Church Mouse because she didn't really talk. Yeah, and like her big exciting moment was like the sex scene. It's like okay, but like I'm sure she has her own like wants or dreams like she seems like someone who's clearly into film and wants to be part of that world but you don't really see that and then like the only other like significant part of her character she just becomes like this suit like a whiny teenager and gets killed off immediately and it's like okay uh uh i mean we are very very passionate about how much we dislike screen five but i feel like she was one of the better parts of screen five but that's not saying, Chris. I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay. not going to talk about this. I'm not. Okay. I can't. I can't. She was I can't. one of the be- the better new you, actors. I, you know, I know. How I, you know how I, I felt yes. about that movie. I, I there is a okay. If you're wondering why we haven't talked about it yet, I know we want to get back Amber back on to watch it. I mean to talk about it, but that means I also have to watch it again because and then we have to talk about Scream Six, the news that broke. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and so I'm just trying to stave off the inevitable. My reluctance to discuss this movie should already tell you how I feel about it as of now. I don't know if that'll change when we rewatch it for when we do have Amber back. It, it won't. I'm calling it won't. <laughs> um, but Chris knows because we were all in a group chat together. He knows how I felt about this movie when I saw it. And I am extreme, and you know how much, if you've been listening to this, you know how much I love Scream. And that's where I'm just going to put a pin in that. I'm just going to leave it there. And when we deal with Scream 5 and unpack it, then I'll get into it there. Yeah. Yeah, but it sounds like the, I think the characterization needed some tightening up and like the pacing, like it bothered me so much. Like I felt, I felt like 
the first 30, 40 minutes like, were, weren't really going anywhere. And then, it, and then it just went to 100 miles an hour with the kills, which I enjoyed the kills. I enjoyed the brutality, but, like, you know, I did it. I wanted, I wanted some build-up and tension, but I, did, I felt like I didn't get that. You wanted to build up the tension and sort of have it, like, be eased. You wanted to be eased into it a little bit. Yeah, I felt like it, it was trying to go for a slow burn, but, like, it didn't go for the... It didn't feel like it was burning. It was just like, oh, we're just gonna pile on all the gasoline here, <laughs> and we're gonna put some more kerosene. Oh, what, what, what's, what's flammable? Oh, like, here, here's some aerosol spray cans. Okay, is it now? Now? Okay, burn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. But, yeah, three out of five. That's, 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 that's passing. It's, it's a C. It's not, it's not, it's not an F. On that note, thank you for listening to another episode of Left for Dread. Our amazing new cover art is by Liz, Liz Van Hootie. Our intro and outro music is from Pandemic Sound. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Everything helps. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify every other Friday. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Left for Dread Pod. You can find us on Facebook. You can check us out on our website at leftfordread.com. And finally, 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 please do not forget to check out our brand new merch store at tpublic.com. The link will be in our bio and will be in the show notes. Heck yeah. And uh, thank you for uh, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed X. I hope you enjoyed it more than I did. <laughs> We'll see. And who knows? You know, who, you know, later this year, who I, I, they don't have a, a official release date. I'm thinking maybe October, or maybe November. I think I think October is a safe bet. I think it'll be before after Halloween ends. If they're smart, it'll be before because I think Halloween ends is gonna take over everything at the end of Halloween, at the at the end of Halloween, at the end of October. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll agree. But yeah, uh, we'll. And I'll see you, see you next time with Pearl and whatever other mini franchise we're doing. And uh, don't forget, stay dreadful. No, 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 no!